You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I started the series. I was only going to do one message on a Sunday. The rest is going to be in Life Group, this Marketplace Ministries. But I felt today to do a second service on this. Is that all right? Um, in our first message, we looked at this this reality that God has called the majority of us, if not all of us, to serve Him in the marketplace, in uh, outside the church. This is a place that we're built up, where we're uh, encouraged, where we're taught, but actually our place of calling is outside the church. Correct? Our place of calling is in the place of employment. Our place of calling is a place that we, we volunteer. Our place, our calling is, is the space that's outside of this room because we're called to bring his kingdom to earth. His kingdom is here, but his kingdom needs to expand out there, right? And our role is to do that through the things that we do. He has called us to do good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do, as we see in Ephesians. But part of the good works he's called us to do is in the place of employment. And sometimes we 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 compartmentalize our life. We're actually, this bit is our Christian life. Tomorrow morning we show up at work and we kind of shut that door kind of behind a, a closet there. Christian life is over here. Now, Monday to Friday, I'm doing work and, and Saturday I come back and I'm involved in church ministry and I, I, I open that door of, of my Christian faith and I start living out of this space and, and we, we kind of live in two spaces. All the while, God says, I want you to live in one space and actually my employment is actually the vehicle in which you can bring the kingdom. The place that you volunteer, the place that you're serving in the community, is the vehicle in which you are to minister. And so what you might think only happens in church-related activities, that actually needs to happen every day of the week in your involvement outside the church. That is the high calling. That is where our ministry really takes place. The good work that God has called us to do. Working is a high calling. Working is a high calling. It is not just to pay the bills. It is the calling that God has given. In fact, when we look to Genesis, the very first thing that man was called to do was to work. We're going to read it. Some of you don't believe me. Upstairs, it's true. Genesis 1, 27 to 30, it says this, So God created mankind in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Wow. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant in the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seeds in it. They will be your food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move on the ground, along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. Now, God says, look, the planet is yours. Be fruitful. Subdue it. Now, that didn't happen by them just sitting around the campfire singing Kumbaya. Right? There was an activity. In order to eat, they had to do something. Right? God said, I've given you all of this stuff. It's yours. This is your domain. This is, but you need to do something. I'm not going to spoon feed you the food. You need, this is yours to get. 
You need to take care of it. You need to subdue the land. You need to take care of the land. This is your job. I'm giving you a job. This is your calling. Now, even Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in 2 Thessalonians 3.10. It says, for, um, it says, for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who's unwilling to work shall not eat. We see that right from Genesis. If Adam and Eve said, actually, I don't fancy going out and gathering seeds and nuts and whatever. I don't fancy doing any of that. Well, then fine, you're not going to eat. Right? If you don't want to work, you're not going to eat. If you're not going to do something. Now, what does happen? Well, well, when we look at this, this, uh, this whole understanding, we were designed to eat, right? How many of you like food? Some of you didn't raise your hands. The Italian did. <laughs> the Italians love food. Hey, and I'm with them. We all love to eat, right? We all, if I preach long enough, you will want to eat, right? <laughs> we all love to eat, but because we love to eat, then we also understand that God has called us to do something for the food, right? To, to, to work is part of our calling. Now, in the very beginning, it says, in part of our calling, it says to Adam, be fruitful, be fruitful. It wasn't just in the context of having babies. Be fruitful. There was a fruitfulness that needed to come of their lives. Now, as we read through the stories of Genesis, uh, the story of Genesis, we see that sin brought a curse upon the fruitfulness. Correct? Now, it wasn't going to be just a fruitfulness that just came because God had provided everything. But because of sin, God says, actually, the ground is going to be cursed and it's through the sweat of your brow. Now, it's going to not be a, a joy. It's going to be hard work. So it went from just this, this fruitfulness that comes from working and, and God's blessing to suddenly it was going to be difficult. There was going to be thorns. There was going to be struggle. There was going to be all of this. Now, what's good news this morning is Jesus came to redeem us from the curse. He came to actually take back what the enemy has stolen. All of the things that were the curse upon us, Jesus broke as we looked at communion. Jesus broke when he died upon the cross. And so actually when Jesus then speaks in John 15, he then calls us again to be fruitful. Does he not? We're going to read it in case you don't believe me. John 15, 5 to 8, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear what? Okay, what was the first commandment to Adam? Bear fruit. Be fruitful. Now, to Jesus, he says, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches, branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Okay, here we have it. This fruitfulness now is not a temporary fruit. And as we look in verse 16, it's, it's an eternal fruit. It's a fruit that lasts, the Bible says. It's a fruit that goes on. And this fruitfulness that Jesus speaks about is a spiritual fruit that manifests itself in the physical. There's a fruit that, that God is doing in the inside of us. His Spirit is, is bringing something alive on the inside and it manifests itself outside of us. And that happens in also our employment. And again, I get, what I want to do in this series is remove the barriers between our work life and our church life. When God says, bear much fruit, it is at work we bear much fruit. It is not just because we brought five kids to church 
you know, or, or we did something, you know, uh, something church related. It is bearing fruit in the place of our employment, in the place that we volunteer. In the world system, bearing much fruit might, might look like you've made lots of money, you've got a nice house, you've got all this stuff for yourself. But in God's kingdom, our fruitfulness points people to God. Our fruitfulness is, is through our life, our, our attitudes, our actions, even our productivity in the workplace points people to God. It, there's something about our life that the world recognizes is different because what you do brings life. What you do changes the atmosphere. What you do changes the, the situation in which you're facing. You see, the fruitfulness of His kingdom in our lives is establishing His plans and purposes. The decisions that you make every day at the office should reflect Jesus. It should be bearing fruit of the kingdom. The influence that we have in other people's lives is the living out of our Christian faith. Faith in action. You know, you and I are called to demonstrate the power of God, not just in healing services, not just at Alpha, not just at, you know, when, when the music is playing, we have the piano, we have the guitar, we have the lights set just the way, maybe we have a smoke machine creating an effect, then we pray, then we can experience the power of God. No, actually, when someone's sitting beside you, at work, telling you their life story, the power of God is at work, can be at work through our lives. You see, we need to look, say, God, you've, your power is at work in me, and thus, I am called in this environment to bring your power, to bring your kingdom, to bring your principles, to bring your purposes. The gifts of the Spirit are not just to be operational Sunday morning at church. The gifts of the Spirit are empowering us every day in our lives. Someone's sharing something with you and you can have a word of knowledge. You can be in a board meeting and have a word of wisdom. You can, you can be in a situation and faith can arise in your heart that God is going to do something in this situation. Someone can tell you about how their back is hurting and you can say, you know what? I know, a, I know someone who can, can help you. What's his name? I'll call him. You know what? I've got a direct line. I'll call him right now. Why don't we close our eyes? I've got a special connection. Come on. This stuff is not just for the church. It is for everyday life. You know, most of the healings that we see in the Bible did not happen in the church or in the synagogue or in the temple. Most of the healings actually happened outside in the everyday life. Jesus healed. Jesus set free. And equally the, the apostles. In fact, most of the miracles we see in the book of Acts did not happen in gatherings. They happened in everyday life. You and I are... Are, are vessels that God wants to work through. You know, I believe also fruitfulness is, is finding personal fulfillment without striving. Again, the curse was there was going to be a sweat of the brow just to make ends meet. You know what? Fruitfulness, there can be a blessing and a favor upon our lives when we work. I believe that's part of the blessing that we can understand it. I'm going to lean into God and God is going to help me with this. And actually, I can live life to abundantly Monday to Friday during my job. Do you believe that? The life to abundantly is not just weekends, holidays, times away, but actually we can find fulfillment in what we do the rest of the week. God hasn't intended that you just bear, you know, just trying to get through the week. You just try to survive the week. But actually, you want your weeks to be fruitful, to be fulfilling. We've been redeemed from the curse, but we need to walk in the blessing. 
So I want to just share three things, keys to fruitfulness in the workplace. And the first one, going back to the passage that we looked at, is connection. Jesus said, if you remain in me, if you remain in me, there's this connection that needs to happen. And I, I shared this last week, but I, I just want to ha- kind of hammer again this point that, you know what, we can't, we can't fulfill God's calling on our lives if we don't connect to the source of life. If, if you're not spending time connected to Jesus, then when you show up to work tomorrow morning or whenever you work or volunteer or engage in the community, if you're not tuned in, if you're not connected to start, for, to start with, you can do nothing in the kingdom that bears fruit. God has made a, a way for you to bear fruit, but if you're not connected to the source of power, you're like a light that's sitting there unplugged. People see it's a nice light, you're a nice person, but the power is not there. The power comes in our lives to fulfill the calling when we connect to the source of life with the Jesus. When we remain in Him, we will bear much fruit because we found the source of life and empowerment for what we're doing. Again, you can, your job could be stacking shelves at Tesco. It doesn't matter. God's power needs to be evident in your life. Connection is in the Word. It's in prayer. It's listening to the Spirit. God intends for fruitfulness. But it will never happen through our own effort. Have you ever seen a tree trying to bear fruit? There seems to be no effort. It just happens. And the same thing goes if we are connected to the source. You know, it isn't that we're trying to bear fruit. We are bearing fruit. You see, if we are connected on a daily basis to to the source of life, it isn't like we're trying a lamp, these lights that are on right, they're not trying to emanate, to, to display light. They are. There's a difference. Power comes. It is. When Jesus comes in our lives, we are light. We are the salt. We are that. But we, we found the source in our private time, in our time alone with God. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Again, it's the sweat of the brow. In Christ, we're to live life to the full. I want to encourage you again, and I've shared this so many times, that we would have a daily time with the Lord that's just you and Him. May this not be your source of life. Because by the time Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday comes along, this is long gone. Your spirit is depleted. You need to have sourced something in the meantime. We have access through Jesus to be built up and to be tuned in to what His Spirit is doing. So it starts, and I believe it starts in the morning when we wake up. We, we spend time with God. We spend time in His Word. We're just, we are prepared. We're connected. But the second thing is engagement. Bringing Christ into the center of what we do. You know, we can ask God to help us. You know that? There isn't a job or industry or involvement that God does not know how to do what you're doing better. Come on. From medicine to healthcare to whatever you do, financial industry. Do you know what? God knows everything. And we can press into God, even in our places of employment, when we are faced with a task, we can say, Oh God, I need your wisdom here. I need your help here. I, I, I need, I need your to, your empowerment right now with this. I'm feeling tired today. I don't feel like working today. God, may you help me 
be who I need to be today. You know what? We can lean into God. I, I believe that on a daily basis, while we're at work, we can just be, we can be in communion with God. And God can be helping us do the practical, do the spiritual in those moments. Ask God to help. Ask for wisdom. Ask for patience, for endurance, for strength, for creative ideas. You know, some of the best ideas have yet to be, be heard, but I believe God is the source of all good ideas. Great inventions. Why not? Look to the Lord who knows all things. Does He not know all things? Then He knows your job. He knows the numbers. He knows the math. He knows the English. He knows the whatever you do. I know there's different things going on here. Whatever you do, God knows it. And we can look to Him for our help. We can pray also for the people that we work for and our customers. I mentioned this two weeks ago. What is God saying for them? What is, what is God's plan? You know, I think it's, it's a good prayer when we show up every day to work. God, help me to be kind. Help me to be loving. Help me to be patient. Help me to display the fruit of your spirit in my life today in the workplace. May I be someone that people want to work with and not someone that people would rather not be part of my group. Help me to reflect you to them. Help me to see the opportunities to share about you. You know, there's this engagement. We pray, we're connected to God, but then, as Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father doing. You know, what is God doing in your workplace? What is He doing? Have you ever asked the question? I encourage you, tomorrow morning, or whenever you go to work, step into your environment and say, God, what are you doing here? What's happening? What is your spirit saying about this space I'm in right now? And what can I do to be part of that? You see, that's, that's this, this next thing of, of engagement. Being engaged in this activity that God has for us. Thirdly, it's follow through. So we have connection. We have engagement. And we have follow through. Steps of obedience led by the Spirit. Do you know, Abraham was considered righteous because of his faith, but his faith was only evident because of what? His obedience. And I know it's very easy to be super spiritual in this environment. Think, yeah, let's take the world for Jesus. But there are moments when God prompts us to say something, to do something, and there has to be then follow through. That is where faith and action come together where our faith and obedience is, is in action. And then that is where God takes over. What is God saying? And what is your step in that? You see, I do think we have always a part to play. And I think whenever we follow the Lord, there's, there's, a, there's a responsibility for us to then do something. The righteous will live by faith. And there's a, there's a sense that God is always asking us to take steps of faith. And you say, well, in my place, I can't share faith. Wrong. Wrong. You can't say that you can't share your faith at your employment. Who's God? Are we following Jesus? Are we called to be a witness? Are we not there on purpose representing His kingdom? How can you say, I cannot share my faith ever? 
I've heard it many times, even in this church. Well, I'd be, yeah, but in my environment, I can't share my faith. It's wrong. Doesn't mean you might get in trouble. Maybe. But it doesn't mean that we, we hide our, our light under a, a, a cover. Does it mean we, we don't put our salt out? Does it mean we say, I just keep it all to myself because I'm not, I can't, I can't share in this environment. Well, who is Lord of your life? Are you not called to be a witness? Are you not called to share his faith? Or, or the faith that you have in Jesus? Are you not called to, to bring his kingdom in that environment? And bringing his kingdom means you have to open your mouth and say something sometime. You know, most of us think we can't do something out of fear. I can't do that in my environment. No, you, th- you think you can't do that in your environment because of fear. There's a lot of laws in this land that actually protect us to share faith. And most believers, we don't understand the, the, the rights we actually do have to profess faith. Now, what I'm not saying is is being unwise. We can be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We can be gentle in our approach and sharing about faith and sharing about Jesus. But when your coworker or when someone or your customer, or whatever your context is, is starting to share with you and the Holy Spirit says, okay, now is the time to shine for me. And you say, but I can't because of what my boss will think. Who is Lord of your life? I'm trying to say this in the gentlest kind of way, though it might not be very gentle. If God is for us and He's called us, this is your high calling. This is your moment to shine. And if not you, then who will? Some people are dying to hear the answer to their life's problems. And you are right there in their path. God has appointed you right there to be with them. This is the calling to be fruitful in your place right now. And God says, now's the time to shine. And you think, yeah, but I can't. God says, yes, you can. This is a word from God for some of you this morning. Yes, you can. Turn on the light switch. Yes, there's power there when you say yes to Jesus. Say, okay, God, I'm going to take that step of faith as the Spirit prompts me. If we're connected and if we're engaged with the Spirit, when then comes the moment, we need to follow through. Otherwise, all of what we're talking about is just theory. But faith and action have to be in alignment. If we believe God is the God of the universe, if we believe in the story of creation and all the way through to end times and the fact that Jesus is coming back and we have an eternal plan and that God is, God is, one day we're going to live for eternity with Him. If we understand the whole story, how can we say we can't be a light in the place that we live in when we're living not for the temple, but we're living for the kingdom? You're not just doing your job to pay your bills. You're doing your job as part of the calling that God has called on your life. And in doing that, I want to implore you to let your light shine. Be someone who steps up and says, you know what? I know the answer to your problems, to your issues, to this situation. And His name is Jesus. I've often thought the Apostle Paul could have lived a comfortable life. But he understood the calling on his life. 
And so he understood that there was imprisonment. He understood that there was beating. He understood all of that because he chose to engage with the Spirit. He chose to follow through. And following through was not always the popular thing to do. But he saw the power of God. And we read through the book of Acts and we read the epistles and we think, oh, the Apostle Paul was such, oh, he was such a powerful guy. He chose to open his mouth. He chose to demonstrate Jesus in sometimes unpopular moments. Could we be people that are courageous to the call? Yes, we need to work hard. Yes, we need to be kind. Yes, we need to be loving. Yes, we need to be all those things, but we also need to let God's power be evident through our lives. That is why we have the Spirit of God in us. We've been given the power of the Holy Spirit to be what? A witness. And if we are not witnessing for Jesus with the power of the Holy Spirit, then what on earth are we doing? Because that is what we've received the Spirit for. The baptism of the Spirit is to empower us in our employment. It's to empower us in our voluntary work in the community. It's to empower us to let our light shine. So it's no longer I that lives, but it's His Spirit that lives in me, empowering me to shine for Him in these places. You and I are all missionaries called to full-time ministry in His kingdom. Each one of you are in full-time ministry. There's no such thing as not being in full-time ministry as a believer. We're all in full-time ministry, serving Jesus. Serving Jesus full-time, not part-time, it's not just weekends, not just Sunday morning. Full-time, we're all serving Jesus. Over time, people will see that we are disciples of Jesus because of our fruit. The world will recognize there's something in our lives. Why? Because we've We've demonstrated in how we work. We've demonstrated in our lifestyle. We've demonstrated in our attitude and actions. But we've also demonstrated it because of what we say and what we do in professing faith. Fruit that we bear every day in the workplace. Verse 8 says, This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. I want to just ask the question, are we bearing fruit? Are we bearing? It is to God's glory that tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, you are bearing much fruit. It's to God's glory that you shine for Him. But we can't happen if we're living for self, or self-preservation, or selfish ambition, or trying to do it in our own strength. God has called you. He's anointed you. He's given His Spirit upon you that you would bear play, you would bear fruit where you are. I, I, I want to encourage you this morning to take hold of the high calling on your life. To be fruitful. Adam was told, be fruitful. Jesus said, be fruitful and I'll help you be fruitful. This morning is the task of saying, okay, God, help me to be fruitful. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.